What's up, guys? This is episode 30 of Hopped on Sports, your podcast for the beer drinking sports fan. And Steven, I don't know how we did it, but we did it, man. What's up? Football season is back. Yep. I don't think we did it, but it is back. I feel like we all have some part in this. As a football fan, you, you go through the struggle all year long to get to this point because it just seems like it's been so long. And I'm not kidding. I know Florida-Miami was just a terrible game. I didn't and think so. Arizona, I'm probably one of like 10 people. Arizona-Miami, or uh, Arizona, I'm sorry, Hawaii, uh, actually was a really, really good game. I, I look at You look at the caliber of teams here, and it's not the best line of work, but it did it for me, man, because I sat and I watched pretty much every down. Uh, and I was just so excited. I was so glad to see football back and, and know this actually counts for something. But we'll get into a little bit more of that later. We've got a great show here tonight. Um, we've already started our evening with yeah. a little bit of happy hour tonight. And at, uh, before we get too far in, I do yeah. want to mention that we do have a Facebook. We've got an Instagram Twitter, we are at Hopped on Sports. If you guys have not been involved in that yet, uh, you should run over and uh, get on there because we do a lot of interaction, and, and it's fun. Sometimes we'll um, get into maybe little debates in the comment section, and uh, um, we would love if you guys would hop over there and uh, interact in that. Yeah, and we're also planning a get-together here pretty soon, and uh, you know it would be nice for you guys to get on there and check it out because we're going to be meeting with our listeners and having a good night uh probably at one of our good locations like mcnelly's like a elgin park somewhere like that because this is just a great place for a craft beer fan to go to and enjoy yeah. some beers and um what do you uh think about on friday night rather than doing a podcast what if we did like a meetup we've got a friend at work that's actually playing a show at dead armadillo friday night at six Really? Yeah. That's really cool. I should hear. Yeah. We I, should, uh, let's talk about that a little uh, after I was gonna the say, show. We'll have to, we'll have to discuss some details there. Um, but just know something is coming and the best way to keep up with us is definitely on social media. So check that out. Uh, like I was saying, we did go to McNelly's tonight. Uh, it is pint night. And if you don't know, Steve and I both collect pint glasses, uh, it's something that is just a really cool deal, and McNelly's does a deal where you buy the beer, you keep the glass, uh, and they do it from week to week. And the last couple of weeks, we've been going with a couple of buddies of ours um, just to enjoy a good beer, have a good conversation. Yep. And uh, shout out Twisted Spike because tonight was Twisted Spike, um, and they had a, a sour beer on uh, on tap. Yeah, the uh, cherry vanilla tart. Yeah. Which it typically wouldn't be my cup of tea. Um, you know, it's it's one of those where you're paying for it, so you don't just want to buy a beer and pour it out and take the glass. So it's what's interesting about those pint nights is it forces you to try things you might not oh, typically yeah. try. I can't I, tell you how many different beers I've tried because of that. Very when I first tasted that um, cherry vanilla tart, I... I kind of thought, oh my goodness, you know, it's just not my cup of tea, but you can tell it's a quality beer. Um, Twisted Spike, just, they they put out such a good product, they really do. We've talked about the Holy Beer, and that uh, that is such a phenomenal beer. And uh, really, the one tonight wasn't bad. No, exactly, and uh, we actually got to meet the owner, brewer uh, of Twisted Spike, 
um, Bruce Sanchez. Janitor. Plumber. Yeah. He, he, said he's, he, he said does he, it all. He's a man of all talents, of many talents. Um, so it was really cool to talk to him for a second. Um, you know, we told him how um, Stephen hasn't been to the brewery yet, but how much he wants to go and how we're planning on going down there. So hopefully we can uh, do some type of collaboration and, and uh, talk with them and uh, get in maybe some type of interview on here with um, with what they're doing, what they're planning on doing going forward, because it's just a really good place. And uh, I think it'd be fun to sit down, have a couple beers with them and just, you know, talk. So yep. uh, look forward um, to that as well. So um, what what are you going to be drinking tonight on the podcast? Tonight, uh, out of my Twisted Spike beer glass, I'm going to have the uh, Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Things IPA. Um, they're out of Chico, California. Um, Sierra Nevada does a really good job on IPAs. So you, you never um, – in fact, you know their pale ale is really good as well. But um, – they do a really good job, and I've had many beers from them, and this is one of those ones that I, I really enjoy because I do like a good hazy IPA, so um, this one's no different. But it's checking in at, I believe, I think it was 6 point, yeah, 6.7%. Um, so, you know, s- somewhere in between a, a light and a, and a heavy beer um, as far as alcohol content. Um but I really enjoy it. And like I said, it's got a nice little color to it. So uh, you could tell, you can see a little bit of haziness uh, going on there. But uh, what do you got going? Uh, tonight I am actually having the vanilla porter from Breckenridge Brewery. Um, on the bottle it says Fine Colorado Ales. Uh, I'm looking at their website right now. And I'm seeing something that I like. And that is that they have a nitro irish stout oh and that's something i've not tried yet um well it just disappeared but uh, <laughs> this is the vanilla porter uh, very dark beer i did just post a picture of it on the facebook so if you'd like to see a visual you can run over there and see that and also included in that picture is a glass that i got tonight from twisted spike at mcnelly's um i'm looking forward to this one absolutely but it's uh, I, it's so funny because when I drink these porters and the in the stouts and um, especially since since this one says vanilla, um, I just feel like its end goal is to live up to the Prairie Bomb, and I'm not I'm not saying I'm not gonna like it. No. But um, at the end of the day, the master of this beer category is the Prairie Bomb, and so to me, I kind of have to settle for knowing that it's gonna fall short of that. Um, at least to my palate. Yeah. So it, it's it's fun to try these, um, and I'm I'm really learning not to judge everything based on the Prairie Bomb because if I did that, I just wouldn't enjoy anything. Oh, but it's it's nice to have a standard, something to compare things to. Uh, but let me tell you, this is really surprising. So that being a porter, it's five point four percent. Right. That is very, very light, light for a porter. Yeah, very which, light. So that is that's interesting. I. Uh, Obviously, the vanilla aspect and all that, maybe they try to make it for that very reason, a, a lighter-type beer uh, for a porter. Um, interesting, very interesting. Uh, when I was in Colorado last, I was disappointed because I drove by Breckenridge Brewery and was unable to go. 
Uh, Were you in Breckenridge or was yeah, it actually? So, okay. Yeah, we actually passed through there. and. Um, so you didn't literally see it, you just knew you were right no, there we by actually, it? No, we actually drove by it. it. Okay. Yeah, okay. actually passed by it. Cool. And uh, was hoping maybe we could do something, uh, go buy it after, but, you know, it didn't work out. Yeah, but there's a real cool town right there by Breckenridge called Frisco, California. Mm-hmm. I mean, Frisco, Colorado. Colorado, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a cool place to spend some time. So yeah. if you're ever over there, there's some cool bars, cool restaurants. Uh, but you ready to move into a uh, little sports Yes, talk? sir. Well, okay. Cheers, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cheers. Get rid of these Monday blues. All right. So what do you want to chat about first? Well, I think chat. we got to talk about something that's dear to my heart, something that is quite disappointing and, quite frankly, one of the biggest sports stories, not just of the weekend, but ever. And that's the fact that Andrew Luck has retired from the National Football League. Um, Not many people saw this coming. Um, Everyone knows how banged up he's been the last few years. Knew that it's unfortunate because the guy... You know, he, he's healthy, he's not healthy, he's healthy, he's not. But, I mean, they were a dark horse to win the Super Bowl this year. Um, you know, the Colts have really put something together, and people were really counting on him. I mean, he was the second uh, quarterback ta- um, favorite in fantasy football. Second? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he had just had a lot of good things going for him in that team. And out of nowhere during the uh, Florida-Miami game, Breaking news comes from Adam Scheffner. Scheffner. Scheffner, sorry. Scheffner. Scheffner. Yep. What did I say? Scheffner. Ah, Scheffner, sorry. Uh, that Andrew Luck has retired, and that is absolutely mind-boggling uh, that this is happening just two weeks before the season starts. Yeah, I'm watching that game, and I'm also looking through Instagram, and I see that he posted uh, um, breaking news reported by ESPN. It hadn't officially been released, but I think Schefter was actually the first one to post about it. No, he it. was, yeah. And I saw that and thought, wait a minute, because this is a guy that I follow because he's legit in everything he posts. I might not agree with everything he does, but when he posts, it's legit. Uh, he's not, you know, he's not a satire sports page, and he doesn't, he doesn't ever go down that route. So when I saw that, I thought, this has got to be legit. So I looked into it, and there's no no stories, nothing. Um, and he was like the only person on the internet that had anything about Andrew Luck oh, retiring. No. If if, and he, then if he's breaking the story, later, yeah. If he's breaking the story, it's it's he's one of the guys who're right. like, okay, I can believe what right. he's saying. But yeah, yeah, that's you're the right. thing. Because no I was I was sitting there watching the game with Chuck, and I told Chuck, and he goes, "Who who posted that?" I said, "Schefter." He goes, "No way," because I mean, it just. I don't think anybody expected it. Um, no. and, you know, I know nobody well, expected no, not, it because it wasn't even in the season. It I wasn't mean, even in the conversation, and I don't want to say shame on him because I'm not in his shoes. But that really leaves the Colts in a bad spot. Yeah, and and that, I, that's kind of what I want to get into is obviously he had plans to play this season because he was trying to he was trying to get healthy, trying to do it. He had the ankle injury, he had the shin injury. Things just kind of kept building on each other. And finally, he goes, you know what, man? I'm 29 years old. Um, He He just had some kids, didn't he? uh, He just got married. Just got married. He's got a family. Um, He's already going through so much 
things. Uh, I think one of the big stories they're saying is he might have arthritis in one of his shoulders, and they're thinking that maybe, you know, in a few years he may not be able to lift that shoulder. I mean, it's like there's all sorts of crazy storylines that are going around with this. Yeah. And, you know, I think he finally goes, he looked himself in the mirror and was like, man, it, it's just too hard to continue to put myself through this, have to rehab, trying to get back and try to play at the level I need to play at because – I mean, quite frankly, he went some tough years through Indy getting just absolutely plowed. Yeah. So. And, I mean, it is uh, – it is. I don't want to say humorous because I, I don't want to bring, you know, smiles into this situation. I get it for him. And, um, I, I mean, we talked about Dirk a couple weeks ago right. and his competitive nature and how I think he's um, – I wouldn't even – I wouldn't even now try to – imply that you don't think he's a comp- great competitor because I truly still don't believe you don't believe that. No, I do. But um, when you look at Luck, it's like is it, I, I like to think he's a huge-time competitor. I mean, look at what he's done. He, he is, but I then mean, something like this happens, and it's like, is that not something you can push through? Well, you know? here's the problem. It's just one thing after another, though. He played with a, a lacerated kidney. Right. Okay, so obviously the guy is a competitor because he is putting himself out there despite going through these injuries. It's the problem is it's one thing after yeah. another. It's like it's not like this is his first injury and he's like, oh, it's too hard to get back from this. Yeah, you know, uh, it's just he can't stay healthy. Yeah, and it's like at what point are you just like, man? He's made over a hundred million dollars. He's twenty nine years old. He's got a Stanford uh, degree. You know, he uh, just got married. Um, he's got all these great things going for him. Yeah, he's well, obviously been smart with his money. I mean, that's well, he's got a finance degree. He's yeah, you know, uh, I mean, he's doing fine. But one of the things I was getting at when I when I first started saying that, when I don't want to bring smiles, I don't want to laugh at it, is um, Instigators Hockey posted and um, there's a picture of Luck crying, announcing his retirement, and they had a guy from the Flames and. Um, I can't even remember who it was. I, I literally just saw the picture, um, and he said, "Oh, that's cute." <laughs> said uh, six years of football beating me up, and the hockey player smiling says, "That's cute." But I mean, it, I mean, it. I, only reason I bring that up is because injuries are part of sports, man. Yeah, no, it, just it is, definitely like, is, and and no, trust me. I mean, we all know hockey. Players, I mean, they're just some of the most competitive. They're playing with broken tough toes, guys fingers. You can imagine. I'm not taking anything away from them, but anyone who tries to downplay what Andrew Luck has gone through, I'm not and downplaying I, and it. I, Well, I'm not just saying you. I'm just saying Andrew. Anyone, including the next guy, I'm going to get to here. Um, oh, it's I just, think I know it's just absolutely out of their mind because this guy. I mean, he he's shown that he was a warrior and willing to put his body out there, and. I mean, nowadays with the money and everything, you don't have to continue to play. You don't have to do that because he's already made enough money to not just for his life, but his kids' life and their kids' life. You know, life. Yeah. Um, so had Dirk though. No, I know, but it, it's Dirk didn't go quite through the same process as Andrew Luck. Like, un- luckily for Dirk, he got to play as long as he did because he was as healthy right. as he was. It was there towards the end where he, he kind of fought some things. Quarterback's and, scary. How, how's uh, the Colts offensive line looking well, going see, into this year? Well, see, now it's it's getting there. You know, uh, they've, they've made great improvements, um, have really started building a, a team around Andrew Luck, 
and they're just kind of waiting for their franchise quarterback to, you know, take take it on and uh, take this team to the promised land. So, but the problem was when luck came, dude, they were, I mean, they were just an absolute shell of the franchise, what they once were. And so, yeah, I mean, he went through absolutely tough times getting just destroyed and destroyed back there. I mean, I, I saw a, um, a really good clip put on. Everyone knows uh, Andrew Luck had a weird thing about congratulating guys who hit him. I don't know if you saw this. No, it was a great, great montage they put together. So, you know, he'd be mic'd up or whatnot, and he'd get hit, and he'd, he'd like, the guy would be getting off him, and the guy would start helping Andrew Luck up or whatever, and he'd be like, good hit, man. Like, uh, you really you really laid that one You really one hit on me. me hard there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not kidding. It's the most goofy. I mean, anyone knows Andrew Luck. He's a goofy, goofy dude. And so that's one of the things he'd be like, man, you really stuck that to me. And, like, good hit, man, good hit. And he'd just, like, always congratulate them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you just you saw the brutality that this guy went through and still – was able to play with the, you know, a, I guess a humorous way about it because you look at what he went. I mean, it was it was bad. It was not good, and it it shows you why he's going through the injuries he is going through because he he's been hit as many times as he has. So, um, but I I did want to lead to this. If you're about to talk about who I think you're going to talk about, I don't even want to say his name on our podcast. It's probably not uh, Doug Gottlieb. Oh, okay. Uh, tweeted out as soon as this all happened, uh, retiring because a rehabbing is too hard is the most millennial thing ever. Hashtag Andrew Luck. Okay. So he puts that out there and absolutely gets shredded yeah, that's, well, on I don't understand why he would even need to say absolutely that. Absolutely shredded. You know, he, he's, uh, he's employed by Fox. And even some of the guys on Fox, such as Troy Aikman, came out and just tore the him an absolutely no, new one because they're like, dude, how many downs have you played in uh, in football? Like, what, what what do you think? How could you sit there and go after a guy who, I mean, it's his livelihood, man, and he's putting health in front of, um, you know. Wealth. Yeah, I mean – which, granted, he is getting to keep $25 million from the Colts that yeah. the Colts could have taken back. But that's not important because they know that one day he could maybe possibly come back and they'd be the first ones to have him because he'd still be under contract. Um, but anyway, it was just because I guess there was an old story. I, I, I remember hearing about it years ago, but um, I guess there's an old story about how he had um, stole credit cards from his roommate or something like that. Really? Uh, Gottlieb. And people were like, imagine, <laughs> imagine saying this and thinking that life was too hard, so you stole credit cards from your roommate, you know, kind of thing. Like, right. Like, just a terrible, terrible take. And, I mean, he's been getting roasted by everyone um, all well, over social media on and the, on radio shows. So. On the flip side, one of the most uh, maybe admired, if not respected, players that we've had recently in the NFL and Rob Gronkowski um, – he resigned because of injuries. Yeah. I mean, his arm, and, and the point being, um, seems like things went a little more graciously for him. Um, granted, he's got, what I don't know how many rings he has. It's four or five, but it might actually, uh, is it he, three? He, he was towards the yeah. He might only it. have three. He's either got two or three. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but point being, the writing was on the wall there for him. Um, not... 
not years ago, but as of recent, he was making it pretty clear. Hey, I, I don't know if this is going to be something I keep doing or not. Right. But he gave a, he gave his two weeks notice. You know, um, Andrew Luck just dropped the bomb. So I think that's the main difference here. Yeah. People were prepared for Gronk to go. Right. Um, I think well, they're still hopeful. Just to show how big of a surprise it was was not only was it during the Miami Florida game. But the Colts were also playing while this was going on. Yeah, and not only that. He was on the field. It was also after many, many fantasy football drafts. Oh, yeah. Well, I did want to kind of, in a funny way, add that in there at the end. Because, yeah, so uh, news comes out. Andrew Luck begins to walk out the field. And it's hard to say how many people were doing it. But you could definitely hear a boo from the crowd. Uh, from the Indianapolis crowd, booing Luck as he walked off the field. Really? And he even spoke about how, I mean, that really hurt, you know, because he knows what he's put into this game. He knows what he's put into this team. And to kind of be disrespected like that as kind of your final moment is pretty pretty hurtful. Um, Obviously, terrible, terrible thing for the Colts fans who did boo uh, to do. But, I mean, man, like they shouldn't have done that. But you're, like I said, it's like, this is a bad time, bro. This is a terrible time for your announcement and for just being a fan going, man, I thought we actually had a, some type of a chance this year. Now you go, what kind of chance do we have now? Yeah. You lose your franchise quarterback before, before the season even starts. You're like, come well, on, man. Well, the last fantasy draft I was in, um, T.Y. Hilton literally sat and sat and sat at the top pick and there were no auto drafts really? going on, or else he would have gotten chosen. Um, nobody would take him. Nobody would take him. I bet it was 25 picks before somebody finally took him, and he was the top recommended wide receiver. He was above any running backs or wide receivers. But it's such a question oh, that, yeah. I mean, I didn't take him. Um, not because I wouldn't, but because I already had five wide receivers, and I just literally didn't need him. Um that, I mean, that's aside from the point. But um, while we're talking about fantasy football, do we want to kind of talk about the teams we got for our office league and yeah, break I, down that draft? I do want to get to that because, like you're saying, obviously we drafted on Friday. Um, one of our uh, listeners, Keith, uh, drafted Andrew Luck. So yeah, sorry, Keith. And then uh, Taylor York also drafted uh, Andrew Luck in the other league. We've got two leagues going at work. So both drafted Andrew Luck. However, I find I find out Taylor uh, actually drafted Mahomes as well. So don't feel bad for Taylor. Taylor's fine. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you had guys drafting all over. I know it's a little early. A lot of people have their fantasy league next weekend just because it's a little bit closer to the season. And things like this can come out before the season starts. And But, yeah, um, a lot of people got bit by this. Really stinks. Um, yeah, it's easy to replace a quarterback. I, it, it, I don't know. Obviously, it, yeah. Did you obviously, see the video that came out with Billy Sims? I didn't see Billy Sims. Uh, well, I'll now, just show you after that. The, the O.J. Simpson one is seriously the funniest thing I've pretty much ever seen. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> it was just like the, the one guy, the guy, I believe the caption I read was like, the one guy you didn't want to piss off. <laughs> And it was yeah, I did see that. OJ Simpson uh, complaining about drafting 
supposedly drafting um, Andrew Luck a few minutes before the news came out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, we kind of segue into the next thing, like I said, with our draft being this weekend. I uh, just want to give us a little brief overview of what yeah, you we'll feel about your team. Yeah, we'll just give a synopsis. Um, it was a tough draft, man. I, I, of course, you were in charge, so I got the ninth uh, pick, which yep. – just sucks. I mean, sucks, sucked, sucking, will suck. Um, I, mm, I was not happy about nine. It's tough, man. How, you got to get running backs. You got to get wide receivers. Right. You're not going to get a great running back at nine. It's just not going to happen. There's too few. Um, so, for starters, and I guess I will actually break it down in order of what I did. I'm trying to pull it up here. and And we'll talk about how we feel like these players are going to do this year, but we're going to keep it short. We know you guys don't care too much about our rosters. Um, it's not going to let me see just, my draft Just start order. from quarterback yeah. down. Quarterback, I got Aaron Rodgers. Um, I, I really had a tough time taking Aaron Rodgers over Russell Wilson. Um, Russell Wilson was all the way down, like ninth or 10th top-rated quarterback, but – the guy is going to get you a consistent 25 points every week. He's not like some of these quarterbacks that will come out, run and gun, and get 45 points, but then the next week get 12. Russ is going to get 24 to 30 every week, and he might have an off week and get 18. Um, but I took Rodgers. I did take him. Um, first pick, I got David Johnson, and I, I really was not really was not pleased with that pick. Um but I had to. I mean, you just have to have a running back that you know is going to be able to get points. And he was the best one available. Um, had Le'Veon Bell been available, I, I probably would have taken him. Um, man, yeah. I, I, that, that one really got under my skin when it came to me and I had to pick him. Um, and next I've got Aaron Jones for the Packers. Uh, it's looking like he's going to be playing on my team. So, um We'll see how that goes. He's not the strongest. My running back situation on this league is not very great. Um, So I've got uh, Johnson and Jones, and then I've also got Marlon Mack for the Colts, which will be interesting now that Luck is retiring. Um, Is Mack going to get more play time? Is he going to get? Right. um, So we'll see. Uh, He's not going to be super strong. Um, I got Tyreek Hill at receiver. Um, that was one that I actually ended up taking him over Antonio Brown. So that was your second pick, right? Tyreek was my yeah. second pick, yeah. yeah. Um, I would say that was a really tough choice for me, Tyreek or Antonio. But Tyreek's got Patrick Mahomes. Tyreek showed last year what he's capable of. Um, so I, I took a little bit of a risk. Not, I wouldn't say too no, big of a no. risk. I'm, but That's a good um, pick, I, I think that it was probably the smart pick. Um I took Tyler Lockett for mm. wide receiver for Seattle, and this was later on. Um, players went really quick in that league, man. My league that I'm playing in two leagues, the league that I drafted in last night, um, I got a much, much better team. But um, I've got Vance McDonald for the Steelers, and I think he's a sleeping tight end this year because – um, you don't have A.B. there now. You've got Juju Smith-Schuster is going to get double teamed. You've got James Washington is going to be a great target. And I feel like they're going to be spreading the ball out in Pittsburgh. So um, 
I picked him up. I've got J.J. Watt as my IDP. Um, I'm really looking forward to that because he's just such a solid defender. Very yeah, solid. He's a monster. Very good. I got the Bears defense um, in both my leagues. I picked defense a little early since I wasn't really um, – I wasn't able to really get a running back. Uh, obviously, you don't want to pick a defense too early, but I'm thinking I've got to find a way to pick up points everywhere I can right now. And the waiver wire is going to be my best friend in this league. So um, Justin Tucker's kicking for me. He's obviously solid. solid. I Absolutely. picked him. I had a couple decent kickers to choose from. I don't have a ton of faith in Lamar Jackson this year, so I'm hoping Lamar's going to leave him empty at the 20-yard line a couple times every game, and uh, my guy will be getting some points. So um, – Bench, run through it quick. James Washington, Pittsburgh Steelers, wide receiver. I think he's going to shock the world this year. Um, I've got Carson Wentz. I've got uh, Quan Alexander uh, for San Francisco, linebacker. I've got Rashad Penny, backup running back for Seattle. Um, I've got Delaney Walker, tight end for Tennessee. And then I've got uh, Kiki Cootie, I think is how you say his name. Um, He's questionable, but he's a wide receiver for Houston. And I've got the Chargers defense. Just what the heck. I, I mean, there was just nothing to pick at the end of the draft. So um, that's my squad. Solid. solid. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say solid. I literally do not like my roster. Um, I like a few things about it. But overall, I don't see how if I don't change things, I'm even going to be relevant in this league. So. Uh, I don't know. I think you're kind of it, – it's really early, early to see. I mean, you've got – a couple teams there that are going through big roster changes, uh, new ideas, new concepts, new offenses. I mean, David Johnson in a spread offense, I mean, he could be the ideal running back. I mean, so to sit there and we've seen what he can do in the past, I oh, mean, yeah. he could literally be a, a one, two, or three kind of guy. So, um, no, I, I I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I um. I think I had to take a few more risks than you did. I don't know, um, man. Because I, um, man, I was put in kind of a weird spot. Like you said, you started with nine. I started with five. Um, and I got to number five. And, of course, a couple of the guys I really wanted went before. Uh, and there I am staring at Todd Gurley. And I'm like, how do I, how do I pass this guy? I know there's question about the knee. Um, but man, when this guy's when this guy's good, he's good. I mean, he's gonna put up points galore if he's healthy. Was so, he your first pick? Yeah, he was my first pick in the draft. Yeah, right. And I didn't even get to look at him. If I did, he would have been on my ben- I mean, he would have been on my roster. It would have even been yeah, thinking so I would have just clicked you it. You know, a lot of people are downplaying him this year, which I don't think is fair. But uh, you know, I decided to go with it. So I'm rolling the dice a little bit there, right? Well, second pick rolls around, and Antonio Brown is still sitting there. And I'm thinking, second round, I'm getting Antonio Brown. Like, you would have never guessed this last year. You know, not in a million years. You're guessing Antonio Brown makes it to the second round. Right. But he's got all these questions around him. And, you know, no one knows what they can believe about, uh, you know, his his feet condition, his ability to... Uh, you know, stay out of, you know, drama and whatnot. Uh, I just couldn't say no. 
So I, I take Antonio Brown um, to kind of run through it a little quicker. Tom Brady, I think I got in like the ninth or tenth round. Uh, pretty decent guy to pick up that late. Um, Damian Williams is my second running back. Um, Brandon Cooks as uh, my receiver. Uh, Zach Ernst tied in. Um, yeah, I was not happy with you for that one. Yeah, by the way, I, I was really he was on next him. for me. Uh, Jarvis Landry at at the flex, um, hoping he's gonna have a big year. Aaron Donald as my defensive player, pretty excited about that. Uh, Rams defense, uh, the goat Adam Vinatieri as the kicker. Uh, bench, pretty simple. Uh, I'm counting on some some big things here. Mark Ingram going to be the starting running back for the Ravens, hoping he can bring something to the table there. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders coming off the Achilles injury, um, having a great preseason, hoping he can bring that back this year. Uh, Cream Hunt, this is something I'm really banking on when he comes back from being uh, suspended, that he's going to have a good year, um, kind of mixing in there with Nick Chubb. Hopefully he can kind of roll right in and all of a sudden be a, a playmaker there for that offense. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, you know, we, we've seen what that guy can do in the past, uh, how to pick him up. And then kind of a sleeper, something I'm hoping that we kind of see take off this year is uh, Justice Hill. Um, yeah. I heard it in a couple different leagues uh, that this guy, they're liking what he's doing, what he brings to the table, and – Maybe he can be a, a difference maker come later you know, in the season. So The other night, um, he was playing in that preseason game, and some people were dogging him for not doing too hot, but um, he was playing against a first-string defense, and he was playing with a third-string offense. So, hard to see. Right. Hard to know. Um, I, I picked him up on my other team because I see things going good for him. Yeah, so I do too. if you want to trade him, let's well, you, talk. Well, you've got a guy like um, like Mark Ingram, a uh, 30-year-old running back who clearly uh, still got it. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But he's expected to be the guy down, and so can he continue to be the guy throughout the season? Um, you know, that remains to be seen so maybe justice hill can get in there and get those those second string running back uh reps until you know something happens to ingram or justice hill just kind of plays his way into enough reps to really be a big time rb2 justice hill will not be a non-factor this season no i don't think so yeah but the espn app has disrespected him it's a little bit but he's also on a lot of people's like keep your eye open kind of thing they have him projected to get 1.1 touchdowns this season that's interesting that is yeah that is crazy yeah that's a little uh a little yeah crazy you could say um golden tate had on there suspended but you know when he is playing he can be a a big time receiver and then uh, marquise brown ou guy um man the Watch this guy run a route, and you'll understand why I drafted him. So, uh, overall, I liked liked the draft. I uh, wish it could have made a couple different moves, but it is what it is. Uh, Waiver Wire will be my friend as well, and we'll have a good year. So, uh, just had to throw that out there because everyone's excited this time of year about their, their fantasy teams, and I thought uh, it'd be a good time to share ours, and I'd love to hear yours. So, 
um, get out there and maybe post a picture or just let us know what went well for your draft or what didn't. So um, it's just a a great, great time. It just brings us all football fans together and be like a great way to compete against other football guys. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Yeah. Um, Man. So I did want to get your opinion on this because NFL releases their top ten players, they believe, for the year. Um, kind of where they think they're going to rank, um, you know, from top to bottom. Um, doesn't matter, offense, defense, whatever. So um, I wanted to get your opinion. Out of the top ten guys, is there one guy who kind of stands out as a guy you're like, eh, I don't really see him being quite the contributor this year um, because of this reason, whatever it might be? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. So you're going to come right out. Say Aaron Rodgers, your yeah. guy, yep. <laughs> your fantasy football quarterback. Yep. And um, that's exactly why I think he's not going to do well this year <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> because I drafted right. him to my fantasy football league. Well, let, um, me, let me run through the top ten real quick just to give the listeners an idea of what we're talking about. Aaron Donald, number one. Patrick Mahomes, number two. Uh, Kali Mack, number three. Tom Brady, number four. DeAndre Hopkins, number five. Um, um, if it loads here. Julio Jones, number six. Uh, Russell Wilson. Whoa. You're all over the place. Yeah, I skipped one. Hang on, sorry. Do you have the list in front of you? Aaron Donald, number one. I Patrick skipped six. Mahomes, okay, I know, I know I have yeah, it. Okay. Number six is Number Aaron five, Rogers. DeAndre Hopkins. Number six, Aaron Rodgers. Number seven, Julio Jones. And that's uh, number eight, Vaughn Miller, which that's, that's an interesting one. Uh, number nine, Russell Wilson. And I don't have number 10. <laughs> Michael that Thomas. Is very awkward. Okay. And Michael Thomas, number 10. So you kind of see a, a variety of uh, players there. I don't believe. Do we see a running back in there? No running backs in there. Very interesting. I love how 10. Zeke is not in the top 10 because I'm tired of that talk. Yeah. Until I just see. Until I see more, yeah, I get it. I He's strong, true. but um, um, so you're you're going Aaron Rodgers. I'm looking through the list. I think that um, I I think probably what I would say to that um, Tom Brady, 42 years old, placed at number four. Um, I don't think this is this list is titled. Predicting the NFL's best 100 players for this season. Right. I don't think that Tom Brady needs to be at number four. I don't think Tom Brady needs to be in the top ten. I think that if this list was titled Predicting the NFL's best 100 winners for this season. obviously Tom Brady's number one. Tom Brady's going to be up there. But, Um, no. I, I don't think that Tom Brady's going to have a wow season. I, I don't, but I still think that he's got to be a favorite for the Super Bowl. Yeah, that doesn't mean he's having a wild season. That just means that no, he's Tom Brady and he I can make it, that last drive happen. Right. And I, when when it's saying predicting the top ten players, I just think his ability to be the comeback guy, to put his team in the position to go to the Super Bowl, makes him that guy. I mean, you know, it, it, it's a 
it doesn't mean your stats are absolutely, you know, MVP worthy. Right, but then but I mean, it's top players. Then you know, they've like, got Saquon Barkley at number twelve. I'm like, are we really going to be more impressed by Tom Brady than Saquon Barkley this year? It'd be interesting. Yeah, debatable, yeah. I'm not trying to put disrespect on Brady's name. He's still no. like legit the best quarterback playing right now. Right. Um, but. Well, no, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, you made a good point there. So, um, I'm going to have But it's for this season. Right. We're not talking last year or three know, years ago or next that, that's year. That's the problem is, especially with the greats, you get stuck in what they've done before. So, yeah, you automatically I mean, put them. There's no Gronk this year in, in uh, New England. Right. So, I'm not saying that freaking Tom Brady can't be a winner without Gronkowski. Obviously, he can. He's done it. Right. Um, I just think that you asked me what I would change about the list. I wouldn't have Tom Brady at four. I'd probably still have him in the top ten. If you're asking me somebody that needs to leave the top ten, I would probably say Michael Thomas. I mean, and he's at number ten, so. Well, I mean, he he just got paid. He puts on crazy... Uh, crazy numbers when he can, especially in fantasy. Seriously, though, um, my, I mean, if you asked me my most doubted, like, who do you think has the most potential but may or may not even be near close to this list or should be, it'd be Aaron Rodgers because if you look at his I mean, season going last all, year. You've, you've now spoken about three of the top ten, so I need one guy <laughs> who, you're, who you're going with. Okay, I already told you Tom Brady. Well, you started with Aaron Rodgers. Now you just went oh, back I, to Aaron Rodgers. I said Rogers. Aaron Rodgers before you even read the list. Exactly. Um, but, no, I, I do – I mean, like you said, I think we do get stuck on legacy and whatnot. So that could go for Brady or that could go for Rodgers. But I'm I'm going the other way on Rodgers. I will say I think he's going to have a big year. I think he's hungry to kind of get back to uh, being relevant and getting the Packers being relevant. Um, and I think he's really disappointed what it, what his last few years have been like. So uh, I look for him to have a big year. For me, me personally, I got to go Von Miller. Von Miller being on the list here in the top ten is a little surprising, just because I mean he is a beast, and I like the guy, uh, Von Miller, the person, all that really cool, um, humble kind of guy. But I think he's kind of starting to teeter on the edge a little bit. To where you go, um, man, it, 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 all of a sudden it could be one year from now, two years from now, and you're kind of like, where is he? You know, what, you, don't, you don't hear the same dominance uh, that you once did from him because you're hearing guys like Aaron Donald. You're hearing about uh, uh, Mac. Um, you know, these other guys' the names though. are getting kind of push, pushing Von Miller out of the way and uh, – this is going to be a big, big year for him to kind of reinsert his dominance or kind of move aside for the rest. Yeah. I mean, I I think that is a point you made, though. I mean, you didn't make the point, but you brought it up, is that he's just getting talked about less. I I haven't seen him lose a step yet. Right, but that's kind of my point, though. If you're getting talked about less, there's a reason. Because there's new guys. Well, there's new guys, but if you're great, you're Vaughn Miller is established. You don't mention a new quarterback unless you mention Brady's name. You don't mention new, you know, new receivers without mentioning Julio Jones. I get it. You know, Odell and guys like that. Your name gets brought up 
new guys' names get brought up with the guys who are relevant. And, I, and I'm not taking anything away from Von Miller, and I don't even have his stats in front of me right now. I'm just saying it does seem like uh, it's kind of going away from the Von Miller show uh, and heading more towards the guys like Donald and Mac. You yeah. know, so. I mean, Von is 30. Yeah, but, I, I know. Um, I mean, kind of, eh, you know. I just think that you you can only carry hype like big time hype for so long like right you win a defensive super bowl mvp award like that's crazy and then you carry hype like you've got hype you're establishing well he's just on all these commercials he's doing all these things and all of a sudden it kind of shifted over to jj watt and all of a sudden jj's on all these commercials and all that and of course mac has had a crazy crazy year last year when's the last time you've even heard um Oh my gosh, uh, Matthew's name from the I know. Packers. It's unfortunate too. Like, and he's not like he's he's still one of the best defenders in the NFL. I mean, he's up there. He's just get, he's kind of like I mean, unfortunately, he's getting older, and you know he's probably lost a step. Well, but, he's not even with the Packers anymore. No, either. I know. Yeah, so I, I know. mean, it's he's awful. just not. It, it just seemed like that was his home. You know, that was his place, and so to see him leave, that that kind of stinks. Yeah, um, but I mean, point being, just because you're not getting talked about doesn't mean no, exactly. I I just mean like for me, it seems like he's kind of teetering. He's he's kind of on that edge now. It's like, is this a a big gear for him to kind of like I said reinsert his dominance and let people know he's you know he's here to stay? So yeah. Um, no, the only other two things I wanted to give a shout out to Lamar Miller torn ACL that sucks he's a guy not only who stays relevant because of his fantasy value because he's the kind of guy who catch passes out of the backfield or run the football um so that uh, anytime you see a starter go down in preseason it's just very unfortunate uh and then the very last little thing I want to say about this and hopefully we don't have to talk about it ever again is A.B. was denied his, for his helmet for the second time, and he's decided he's just going to move on. That It's it. Time to, you know, continue and get back and worry about football. So hopefully that's it, man. Hopefully the chapter's done and A.B. saga is done and he's going to dominate in fantasy football for me. So that's uh, that's pretty much all I got for that. Yeah. Um, you want to talk golf? I don't want to talk about him anymore. So no, that's what I'm saying. Get get him out of here. Yeah. If, if we're I, talking about him, we're to, part of the to, cause. So. To uh, to have to draft him the way I did and everything, I you know he just staring at me at that right. second round. So I just did couldn't. you watch the golf tournament this weekend? I did. Um, very very cool. Uh, very. You know, Rory's one of those guys, man. Rory is the kind of guy who, um. You know, you, whether you play the the whole American versus European type deal, or if you if you just have your favorite guys by whoever it might be, uh, Rory's the kind of guy who is so fun to watch when he's on. Because when he's on, I mean, it's I don't know if it's even debatable. He's the best in the world. Because um, when you've got a guy like him hitting a three wood, three hundred and thirty four yards, a three wood. At 334 yards. 
I mean, what what else do you need? That's that's worth the price of admission just in itself. Um, so Rory comes out, wins uh, the FedEx Cup, only the second person ever to do so, to win two. Yeah, um, trailed a majority of the tournament, yeah, actually. Yeah, made a great push there on Saturday. Um, ends up finishing it off on, on Sunday, making some clutch, clutch For shots. For once, man. When's the last time I've seen Rory play out of his mind on a Sunday? It's yeah, been I so mean, long. I mean, he's going to probably win tournament player of the year still. Uh, yeah, no, you know, I, I mean, know. So, I mean, he's uh, he's done enough. But, yeah, I mean, he, he didn't win a major this year. So, mm-hmm. it, you kind of go, who is the who is well, the guy this year? Is really it Kepka? Is it Rory? Oh, best tournament player? I'd have a really tough time accepting it being um rory even though i know there's a good chance of that um, yeah I mean, my computer's about to die so we're gonna lose this whole thing if i don't plug it in <laughs> that's probably important uh kepka i mean he, he's won you know won the uh um uh, what i should say he's won a major this year excuse me um and he continues to show dominance in these big moments unfortunately wasn't able to get it done today or Sunday. Um, so it is what it is, but Rory does do it, wins $15 million. Yeah. Not, yeah. A, not a bad payday. Not for, only did Kepka lose, but the putt to finish on 18, uh, he missed it, and it cost him a million bucks. Yeah, I was about to say, I, be, I bet it's about a million dollars, that that one putt that you would have thought that maybe you'd take a little bit more time on, but... Well, he, he yeah, wasn't putting I mean, good all day. I mean, he missed a couple of putts that he shouldn't have that lost two, literally two strokes um, that were putts I think he would tell you he needs to make 100% of the time. Yeah, I have a tough time thinking I'd be okay with Rory getting the tournament player over the year over Kepka, just because Kepka was always in the top ten. Yeah, he was always, always. He's always staying right there and keeping, you know, being relevant. Um and you can't always say the same about Rory because Rory's one of the guys, like you said, you kind of worry about him on a Sunday. I mean, look what Rory did when everybody was counting on him in the uh, British Open. You know, yeah. he's a guy that's normally in the talk, and then all of a sudden he goes into the tournament as the favorite and just foobarred the whole Lays thing from hit one. Yeah. I mean, it was so bad. Uh, in fact, he took what he did. What he do on like the second hole? He took like an eight. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean he, it was I mean, just awful. Like, I think just, he started with the first. I think it was hole one. He it might have been. Bogey. It was something like right there. I mean, he was out of it before it even started. So uh, now let me tell you something that is very disappointing uh, because I'm watching yesterday and and I knew he was already struggling, but I guess I hadn't really put it all together. Dustin Johnson, man. Yeah. Well, have you seen him? I mean, well, so he had shaved. He had shaved the beard off and everything, and yeah, it was real kind of clean cut. And uh, he he later said after the tournament that he was just mentally drained at this point, uh, just didn't have it. He but, should probably retire then. But to sit, yeah, right. Take but, some Andrew <laughs> But to sit there and look at him at plus twelve yeah. on Sunday, I was just like, what? Yeah. What? Your boy Kepka's up there competing, you know, at twelve under at the time. Uh, I just thought that was crazy to see, but um, man, no, it was a really good. Really good year. Um, Rory just was absolutely lights out yesterday. Uh, was able to close it out, including birding 17-18 when everyone was wondering if he was going to choke it away. He uh, he finished strong. 
Uh, it was a great year. Obviously disappointing not to see Tiger in the mix, but, you know, it is what it is. He's got to play more tournaments. He can't yeah, expect to play. The last two, it's going to be interesting to see what happens next year at this tournament because Rory and Tiger, two fan favorites from forever mm-hmm. in, in the history of golf. I mean, they're probably both in the top five for um, fan favorite golfers. I think Mickelson and uh, before their time – there were obviously some, oh, yeah. but I think that I think Palmer. I think that all time, it's fair to say these are guys that are top six, top seven um, favorite fan favorite golfers. And um, Tiger, Tiger going up to eighteen last year, mm. and just the crowd swarms him. Not like goes behind him, like they're surrounding him. Tiger's having to walk through people on oh, the fairway to get to the eighteenth yeah. green. And this year was a little more mild, but people were hyped because it's been a while since um, McElroy's really just been the highlight, like yeah. the dude. And um, they swarmed the fairways, but they did it after he kind of got to the green. And then they started chanting Rory last year. They were chanting Tiger. So I'm wondering if Tiger doing that a year ago has kind of started a new trend at Eastlake. That'd be interesting. So we'll next see what year, happens Kepka, next year. Next year, you know. Because yeah. you know it's going to be the same people there year in and year out. I mean, um, but, yeah, I'm looking – I mean, if Kepka wins it next year, Brooks, Brooks, it'd be cool if they get up there and chant his name. But um, just don't do it for Sergio. Like, if Sergio's going to win, not. please don't. <laughs> I don't think he has enough fans to make a, enough noise to, you know, create a chant. Um, anyway, great year. Yeah. Great to see how it finished off strong. Yeah, it was fun to watch. Um, like I said, football is back this week. Very exciting. Um, I can't wait for Thursday's show. Thursday's show is going to be great. Um, we've, we can really break down not just OU and OSU games this week because it is game week, believe it or not. Yeah, isn't that crazy? We're going to have our teams playing this week, and it's really exciting to see. But we'll have a couple other breakdowns of uh, some big games. Um, I'm so excited. Uh, now, you, you said you did watch some of the Miami-Florida game? Uh, no, I did not. I watched all of it. <laughs> and Yeah. It was uh, – I, re- I actually, like I said, I was probably one of ten people that really enjoyed watching well, that I game. I enjoyed watching it just because probably the very reason it was the first football game I've seen in eight months. Yeah. But – I mean, the tackling was just awful. Oh, I mean, yeah. it made especially a, it, on it, Florida. It made a freaking Big Twelve champ or Big Twelve game, not even just championship, but a Big Twelve game period look like you know the Pro Bowl. I mean, it was okay. If uh, if Florida is a legit number eight, then we are not in for good football this year <laughs> because that. I mean, I have to say it was very it was just rough terrible. You saw a lot Florida. of very. Um, you know, two teams that just hadn't really polished up on a lot of but, fundamental. But type Miami, stuff. I mean, if Miami had a lick of offense, they would have splattered Florida. Yeah, yeah. Because they because they dominated kept, get, they kept them getting on turnovers, defense. and they they got one field goal out of like four or five turnovers. They just it was just points. ridiculous. Yeah, uh, which kind of is interesting because Tate Martell, the guy who transfers from Ohio State, big time recruit. Everyone thought he was going to be the starter at Miami. Does not start. Ends up playing a little bit of wide receiver, doesn't do anything at the wide re- receiver position. Uh, you know, you start wondering after a loss, 
you, uh, you know, is there going to be talk like, hey, why don't we give Tate an opportunity? Because, man, losses, man, especially when there's a quarterback controversy, that's there's nothing quicker to uh, try to fix it in a quick fix of just changing out the quarterback. So we'll have to see if anything comes from that. But game was ugly. Uh, end up being a really good game, though, because it, it did go down to the very end. Um, but the game that you said you didn't get to watch. No, I uh, didn't not get, I didn't not get we'll to, watch to watch it. I just it, right? chose to go to sleep because okay. I had to work in the morning. Well, I didn't watch any of it. Okay, well, you made the choice not to watch it. Ends up being, in my opinion, the best game of the two because Arizona-Hawaii, a game that didn't look like it was going to live up to much hype, ended up being really, really good. And Hawaii ends up pulling it off, knocking off Arizona, uh, with Arizona getting held up at the one-yard line was to it try Hawaii, to tie it. Was it Hawaii's defense? Were they the reason they won the game? Uh, no, no, unfortunately not. It was more of an offensive game. Well, I mean, you could say that because Hawaii made the stop to end the game. So, oh, okay. uh, yeah, I mean, you could say that. That would be fair. Uh, it, it was really a bit of both because it was a high-scoring game. Um, but Hawaii was able to make some plays and kind of just stay a, stay ahead of Arizona. Um, but yeah, the last the last play of the game, quarterback drops back, ends up running like 30, 40 yards, and literally tackled at the one yard line. If yeah. he if he gets in, he ties the game, kind of thing. So it was really really entertaining for uh, you know about eleven thirty midnight <laughs> finish. Uh, might have been later than that now that I think about it. But anyway, just a great beginning week zero of college football. Uh, and just got me so ready for this upcoming weekend. I think it's week so. one. No, no. Forget that. They've started a new thing this year. Week zero. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so it is, it is really cool to have football back. So, um, Yeah. Man, I, I can't wait. I think next show is really, really going to be good. We'll have to get some uh, some ideas together because there's so many games going on and and just it, you, it, it's easy to get overwhelmed with what's going to all take place. Yeah. You get the long weekend, you know, so you're going to have football. Are we uh, working next Monday? No. Cool. Yep. We're going to have football Thursday we'll night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, and Monday night. We'll do our episode Tuesday since uh, since Labor Day is next Monday. That could be fair. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That I don't want to. I don't want to work on Labor Day. Does <laughs> oh, so. this work to you now? Yeah, of course. We're working. We're working for the people. That's terrible. Terrible. Um, no, anyway, I mean just it's like it's obviously look something to I enjoy. It, I just I'm gonna have things going on on Labor Day, so if it works out. Maybe we can do it, but I don't want to plan on it. <laughs> All right. Well, plan on this. What was your best of the week? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Plan on telling me. Plan on right now. Okay. I plan on telling you right now, but okay. Um, my best of the week um, was hmm, McElroy winning. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't have any ill feelings towards him. So seeing him win was kind of. Uh, it was kind of bittersweet, but also good for him because, like you said, it's been a while. So Whoa, Drake and Josh is on Hulu. Heck yeah! My worst of the week was Brooks Kepka losing. He not losing, but 
That's like, very uh, contradictory. Giving um, up. Well, no, because like I was asked who I who I hoped won right. the tournament. I hoped Kepka, Kepka won. Right. I wanted Kepka to win. Okay. But I followed up with the but I'll be happiest if McElroy wins. There you go. So I wanted Kepka to win. I wanted him to win the year. He's been dominant. You know, McElroy's had his. Um, but now McElroy's got two. And uh, I just thought it would have been cool to see Kepka win. But I was very happy McElroy won because I respect him as an athlete, as a golfer, as a person. Got nothing against the guy. And uh, so, anyways, I wanted Kepka to win. But I was happy to see McElroy win. Well, I mean, I think Kepka's going to say, well, at least I look better naked, you know. So, <laughs> what was your best of the week? Um, my best has to be the weekend of sports I just experienced and the fact that Aaron Judge promises a home run on Sunday night baseball to an elderly man and delivers. Hits a home run off Clayton Kershaw uh, to put the Yankees ahead. Very great moment. Um, it was just it was awesome. I, if you don't know what I'm talking about, look at the clip because Aaron talks to a a uh, fan before the game. You could always share it to the Facebook and, and promises that he'll hit a home run for him, and yeah. he actually hit a home run. So yeah, if you ca- sh- share kinda, it to the Facebook, I'll check it out. Kind of interesting that uh, you got guys still doing that from all the legacies and everything like that you've heard the, or the legends, excuse me, uh, of guys doing this in the past. Aaron Judge actually does it. Actually gets seen on TV, yeah. and he actually ends up I, I actually, not I didn't going know out the park. He did that, really, really, that. really, really cool. Um, Yankees take two out of three from the Dodgers. Dodgers a bunch of bombs. Really cool to see. Um, worst part of the weekend: umpires the season, man, in baseball. Um, and I'm talking more than just just the Yankees because I can count. I mean, easily five things in my head right now where the umpires have just been terrible this year uh, against the Yankees. Um, but overall, you just see more and more, and you it makes you wonder if eventually we're going to go to a uh, like a robotic strike zone type deal to where it's gonna it's gonna be the the, the determining factor of what a what is a strike and what is a ball. I hope we never go to that. But I'm telling you, when you got guys struggling as much as they've done this year, it makes it more and more likely because, in my opinion, they've just been terrible, absolutely terrible. Yankees end up losing a game on Saturday to uh, the umpires. So I thought um, it was to the Dodgers. Um, it was to the umpires of L.A. So huh. Interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, overall, I can't complain. Two out of three, I'll take it. Against the best team in baseball, quote unquote. Bums, right? Uh, yeah, a bunch of bums, bums, man. Uh, not scared of the Dodgers. Can't wait. How was your beer? It was really good. Yeah. Um, like I said, hazy, uh, hazy little IPA, or hazy little thing. I what? What is? I guess I don't even know. Hazy little thing IPA. Excuse me. Yeah, this was um, actually the uh, the vanilla porter from Breckenridge Brewery. Um, it's it's odd because it's such a low percentage for such a strong beer. I know that's so that's it's weird. a weird five point four percent, but it's actually really good. It is like I would uh, to go along with what I was saying earlier. This would be a phenomenal follow up beer to a Prairie Bomb. 
because it's not, I mean, it's not going to have, typically you want to work your way up in strength, but with this one, it's got all the complexities of a good porter. It just isn't super strong. So, um, I would recommend it. Yeah. So, but, there you go. All right, guys. Well, um, you can run over, if you would like to, to our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter. We would really appreciate it if you all get involved over there. Um, drop a like, drop a follow. If you're listening on, on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, um, subscribe so that you'll be made aware when we upload a new episode. It's typically going to be Monday nights and Friday nights. We'll try to let you guys know as that changes or if it's going to change. Um, and we really appreciate those of you who have left reviews for us on those different platforms. That really helps us out. So um, you guys have a great weekend. And um, if I didn't mention it, our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter are at Hopped on Sports. That's our tag. Um, you all have a good week and cheers. Cheers, guys.